Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Live Talk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me once again, Brandon Stevens. Brandon, say hello to the people. Jay, what's up? What's going on, man? Before we go any further, I just want to point out, Brandon, that you can listen, like, share, rate, review this podcast. Uh, You can listen pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, all that good stuff. But I feel like 91 episodes into this thing, man, who would have thought? Well, definitely not me, but I'm just, uh, you know, I'm just over here enjoying the snacks that you've uh, provided us at the Live the Walking In Studios. I've got my uh, homemade charcuterie board here with salami (laughs) and crackers and some Swiss cheese. Oh, man. You're on one. And, uh, it's, you know, my, just, I get my kitchen raided every time it's, it's we, uh, just, we record. You know, just living the good life, man. Yeah, it's, it happens, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Um, so, Brandon, I, had good, I got good news this week. I got a confirmation for oh. a date to record with uh, Chris from the Seven Yards movie. Nice. From Netflix, which is gonna be awesome later this month yep netflix shout out to netflix home away from home right there for sure and you're the real mvp man for paying for the netflix account anyway (laughs) we need to keep that we we have 91 episodes now man we don't need people coming after us for netflix bills um (laughs) but no man uh yeah it's it was it's been a good week man i feel like um yeah this the guest we have on today uh heath win I this guy is legitimately Brandon has the craziest story I've ever I like this guy's overcome so much in his life that I'm just I'm blown away by him like I liked him like we had talked on social media a bunch of times and I thought he was a cool guy just from you know just a really nice guy from from doing just talking with him through through social media and then once I actually got to to sit down and have a conversation with him I mean it was it was real, man. It was, uh, yeah. He's a, he's just a, a very one of the very craziest cool guy, man. One of the craziest stories. No, this is no doubt oh, the craziest man, I story. I cannot wait to hear it. Uh, yeah. I heard you got back up on the standing table though on Sunday, and you made it a little longer, huh? On Saturday, yeah, I did, man. I was up there for probably a good ten minutes. How long were think. How long were you on there the first time? Probably five or six minutes. Nice. So you made an increase? I did. And, uh, yeah, I didn't have, you know, I told you the first time I was, I guess, what, like, uh, for, like, two or three days afterwards, I was, like, having, like, tons of spasms in my core and, like, my lower back. Crazy. And, uh, yeah. And just, every, you know, like, I just did not feel great for a couple of days afterwards. But this time, man, I felt great. Really? And, uh, yeah. No. Didn't no have a ton of adversity, man. We got to keep moving forward on that. Yep. Yep. The plan is to get up again tomorrow. By, by the time you hear this, I will have been up for a third time. So. Boom. Yeah. After how long of not getting up in that thing, Jay? I mean, Brandon, I don't even want to talk. No, about sorry, it. man. Let's yeah, keep it probably, real. Probably, probably ten. It's probably been ten years. Yeah, maybe longer. Might be even a little longer than that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it's it's not. Everybody, anybody listening, man, that that has a standing frame and yeah. or ability to get up at a standing frame, if you're paralyzed, definitely do that, because it's. Uh, I mean, it's just good, man. I feel I feel way better getting is up it, at does that. Does it feel like um, what? Tell me what that feeling is. I don't. What do you? Just what like, do you say? What like if you could describe maybe how you're feeling physically and emotionally about it. I mean, I guess emotional, just, you know, it's just good to be able to be up at that level again, yeah. you know, like I'm, it's, and it's funny cause Asher, my nephew Asher was here yeah. cause our brother Matt was, was helping me with it and he is what, six, seven and has never seen me other than sitting in a wheelchair before. So he was just like, you know, like mouth open, like yeah, what like, is Dang. going on right now? So that was kind of cool to see his reaction to it, yeah, which kids, is which kids was give nice. such an honest reaction to things, man. Like, it's true. 
It's true. Like, yeah, you get, I don't know, man. There's, yeah, kids, kids say funny things, yeah. man, for sure. So, I mean, it was, you were feeling. And yeah, it just felt good, you know, Matt. It was nice to, to put Matt in check with how, how like tall he looking is. Looking down on him a little. Yeah. Yeah, that was That's nice. That's crazy. Um, so you were, you were feeling, you were having some emotions about just like seeing things from a different perspective at that point. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was nice to be up and you know, you can't, yeah, it's still like, I mean, it's, it's going to get easier and, and, uh, more fluid. I think every time we do it. So, um, this time I kind of, on this last one, man, I slipped a little bit and kind of knocked my head going back down which was uh not it was like more startling than like it didn't really hurt yeah because i have a hard head anyway but uh big head and a big head but um yeah it was uh it was good though man it felt felt really yeah just it felt yeah i mean it's it's good good, a good perspective you know do you know if there's any like home video footage of you man because i know we're from like the 80s and the 90s where there's just not like a ton of home video I mean, there's definitely some uh, North Thurston High School football film. Is there? I'm sure there is somewhere. Man, we need to get some, get our hands on some of that, dude. We need to get some some archives. I know. I'm just. I re- it's funny, man, because uh, yeah, that's that's uh, that's funny. Yeah, I was just thinking about that the other day. Um, I don't think there's any like just straight like video though. Like, what about like when you were a out. kid or something? Nothing, huh? Nah, bro, we were broke, man. We didn't, have a, we didn't have a video camera. I know. We didn't have it like that. I think there was some, like, old, like, just when I was, like, a little, little kid, you know, maybe. Like, yeah, I think my like grandparents might have had, like, some kind of video I'm wondering camera. if you have, like, maybe, like, 10 and over. No, nah, definitely not. Hmm. Definitely not. We were pre-video we were pre uh, video camera. Yeah, not many people. My uncle had one, so he was the only one that had one, but he has... Always, always brought the camera to like a to family, family event. functions. Yeah. So there's like sporadic footage of me out there. Yeah, I'm sure there's um, probably some. I barely, some, I somewhere. barely even seen it, but I know it exists, and I know he keeps everything. So one day I'll probably check that out. He said he has a. He came to my football game once in eighth grade. Took some footage. Boom. Yeah. So I got I got a little bit of footage out there too. I don't think I played that that well that game, but uh, <laughs> um, so so physically though you had. Didn't have any reaction. No. But, like, what it? What I mean, about, I was tired, though. It, like, okay. re- really, like, it, it's crazy, when like, you're how up, much. When you're up, what does it physically feel like? You know, I, it's just, like, I'm trying to, like, keep my balance the whole time, you know? Like, my, it, yeah, it's, like, it's going to take some, some getting things dialed in a little bit because I haven't used it in so long, so, um. It's more like just being – I was almost, like, nervous just making sure everything was going right as far as, like, my hips weren't going off to one side or the yeah, other yeah. too far. So, I mean, I, I don't know if I really had a, a chance to, like, process. I mean, so when you're up, though, like, what's your whole goal? Just to just chill and talk and – Yeah, I mean, I was just – Just, like, be up and yeah. just – until you're feeling, like, what, yeah. like, put me down. Just looking out the window. I mean, like, when I – you know, I'll – I just start feeling like weird, which I don't even know how to describe weird means, but it's like, I'll get, you know, like I'll feel your body is trying tell to tell something. you something, yeah, but you I mean, can't feel exactly, that. So, because, so it like just kind of like, like maybe you're feeling shoots like some your blood pressure your up a little bit like this. Or, yeah. I did. The one good thing is I didn't get like lightheaded at all. Yeah. So, um, cause that, that happens to a lot of people. So bet, going man. from that sitting, happens to me. Yeah. That's going from sitting down to standing up for the first time in in a decade yeah it was uh that was not the first time i did it it was i did get a little bit lightheaded um but the yeah the second time i was good for 10 minutes is and somebody then, monitoring your blood pressure while you do that no oh, maybe we should do that i yeah, i don't think it's even it would be necessary. good to know though like if it's yeah right more reg getting more regular each time i'm serious man yeah no it would be good good to to do i remember when i was in the hospital they had that and one time it just like plummeted and i like i got so dizzy and almost yeah. passed out man yeah. it was crazy yeah i don't i mean it, it's it's it, it's holding steady which is nice and yeah just you know I, I felt a little bit weird like and with the osteoporosis thing i don't want to like stay up there too long if i'm like hurting my ankle or my knee or know. something but i don't know yeah. so i can't 
You're like, oh yeah, it's my, it's my uh, shin is not feeling right. I need to go back down. Yeah, that, that I think that would be why you would start feeling funny, but you just don't know. Right. Exactly. Well, so cool, yeah, man. yeah, it was it was dope, good, man. man. It was really good to get up, and uh, I was I was very happy to. You know, I just felt, yeah. You, you so just, another thing you told me was your, uh, I just heard you talking on the phone saying you're going to a baseball game. I am. And this is, this is like the first public event. And you know, it's funny because we're, we're recording this the day after Cinco de Mayo. And I went out. I was going to go to uh, a Mexican restaurant in, in Tumwater, Washington, not too far from here. And, Tumwater. Yeah, and uh, it was – I've never seen, like, I, I haven't seen it that busy on a regular Cinco de Mayo, you know, like, let alone. And I mean, I was yeah, just people like, are I definitely decided, feeling more comfortable going out, but I know that you yeah, have I'm not, had I'm a not little. Like that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going. I just don't, I don't like going around big groups of people anyway, True. so now I'm But definitely. I'm just saying, like, in general, man, this is, this is probably what a lot of people don't realize. Because, um, like, I was even thinking about this in the grocery store, like, even when I like watch movies and I don't see pe- people wearing a mask or something, I'm like, I damn, know, me man, too, man, that's weird. Right. And I'm like, well, shit, man, we got used to it. Like it will be real easy to just to go back to normal. Yeah. After. But yeah. It's, it's that mental. It's like when I tore my ACL a long time ago, it's the mental part, man, of making that first cut on it. Right. You know, like, yeah. oh, is my knee going to give out? Or like the first time I, you don't wear a mask around a group of a hundred people like, oh shit. Like, I don't know. Is the Rona floating around here? But I mean, you're right. vaccinated, man. Like eventually, we gotta start moving back into normal life, Jeremy, and yeah. living. And, yeah. and you know, you've done all you can do. You, you're a healthy guy uh, for the most part. Uh, you know, you got vaccinated, so I think it'll be cool, man, to get out and go yeah. to a public event. Shit, like I, I go to my kids' sporting events, but seeing a professional game, man, or yeah, it'll be it'll be game, fun, man, to go. I think it'll be yeah, a good time to that'll be go cool. out there watch uh, watch the Mariners probably lose. Shout out Seattle Mariners. Um, <laughs> yeah, you put yourself through that. Every game, <laughs> I know, man. I do. But yeah, no, it'll be it'll be good, and and it's only um, you know I think they're only it's letting super like nine, yeah, for sure, like nine thousand fans into the stadium, which I think it's like holds like, like seventy thousand, yeah, yeah, something like that. So yeah, it'll, it'll be cool, man. I'm I'm excited for that. Um, one other thing I wanted to say before we get to Heath's interview here, um, that the Wings for Life World Run is coming up. It's going to air the same day as this podcast is released so if you are listening to it um after that day you can still go to wings for life worldrun.com which is like a i don't know if they're owned by red bull but it's a um you can go to it's a foundation it's a foundation wings for life worldrun.com is the website you can still go donate to spinal with it yeah well red bull is definitely affiliated with it but um yeah, you can go to that website and still donate. I think we're going to have somebody on from Wings for Life uh, here shortly, too. So, anyway, um, yeah, man, let's get to Heath. I was blown away by this guy. I don't mean to be – we're pretty long-winded here already, B. So, let's get to Heath, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy this as much as I did. And We'll talk to you on the other side. All right, this week on the Live to Walk Again podcast, we are lucky enough to visit with – Heath Wynn. Heath is an adaptive athlete focusing on tennis. He has a T11 complete spinal cord injury. And Heath, my favorite description you used on your Instagram was that uh, it says, I do savage shit. And I, I can't tell you how much I like that, that saying there, man. Welcome to the show, bro. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that, that savage shit, that, that's probably just a lot of shit talking, really. <laughs> I must have have had a good a good day that day I I put that on there (laughs) I love it man that's a that's great that's great I'm all about talking shit so um yeah so well any you know kind of getting into this man so for anybody that doesn't know know your story already um yeah how how'd you get injured yeah so um so you and I are, are the same age uh or well actually you have a year and a month on me I I was born September 30th, 1980. But, uh, but anyways, when I was, uh, when I was 18, my father and I had a tire and wheel shop and it got robbed. 
and I got I was shot in the process. Oh my god, man! Dude, so I was shot twice, and uh, the first bullet is what did this. Um, the second bullet, it just hurt. You know what I mean? Man, so what? Um, so it just the first bullet hit your hit you in the in the spine at the right. eleven level. Right. So and I, and I hear people with different um, different the, uh, I, I, different I guess um, definitions of a complete injury. From now, I say I'm a T eleven complete, and, I, and because and the reason why I say that is because the bullet went through my spinal cord, so it's completely severed. Okay. But you know, I've heard other, but that's where I was shot, and and that's my spinal cord injuries, a T eleven complete. So I'm, it's severed all the way through. So I'm I'm right, uh, right below your belly button, you know. Okay. Um, but that's so that's where my injury is, and and that's how I refer to my injury, you know. Okay. Uh, what? Yeah. So so that uh, what year was that then? Like 1999 that you got injured. Right. Yeah. So I was, I was 18, you know, like 18 is confusing enough. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm right there with you, man. That's the same, same age as my, my injury happened halfway through. So halfway through my senior year, were you still in high school when, when you got shot? Okay. So, so we graduated in May and then, uh, then I got hurt that July. Oh, wow. So how long did you, um, you know, you spent, I don't know what part of Texas exactly you're in, but what, you know, what hospital did you end up at? And like, how long did you go through rehab and all of that sort of stuff after the, after the gunshot wound? Sure. Yeah. So I, I was, I was fortunate. Um, my mother worked for the state at the time and I was still under her insurance. Um, so after I got out of ICU, I stayed in, uh, in a normal hospital for two or three weeks. Cause I, you know, I had chest tubes and everything. And I think I got, got one chest tube taken out. And then I was, I was transferred to a hospital called health South at the time. And they specialized in uh, spinal cord injuries and it was physical therapy and occupational therapy. So, so from, from, I would say probably like July 20th to probably, I think I come home September like 29th or so, or 28th, something like that. So I was, I was in a, I was in some kind of inpatient care from July all the way to, to the end of September. Um, and, and I was fortunate to get that, you know, they, they prepared me for, I don't know. They show me how to get in a car and stuff like that. And, you know, the thing is the hospital floor is so smooth, right? It's, it's so smooth. You know, you, you get out of your, your room and you go down to therapy, you know, and then I had a couple of day passes and that's, and then I learned how to get in a car and everything with the, with the sliding board that that they give, you know, some spinal cord injuries. Uh And uh, so I learned how to do that. And then, uh, the rest of my therapy was learning how to get dressed, learning how to grocery shop. There was a there was an efficiency apartment there, so I was able to leave there, gr- go grocery shopping on my own, and then come back and stay in this efficiency room and cook myself dinner and things like that. Yeah, All of that. I remember, had- I remember they had one of those at the hospital I went to too. So yeah. okay. I think we we're yeah we're we're pretty similar, man. When it comes to this whole thing, it's that's it's my level is a little higher than yours. Sure, and you know, for from what I understand, some people don't don't get that, you know. So I'm as bad as it happened. It 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 was okay. It was you know, I did what I had to do. But of course, you you know, you can only go through so much. You, you can only learn so much <laughs> those first couple of months in the hospital, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I was wondering, so did they ever catch the guy that, or the, the people that shot you? Sure. Yeah. They were caught a couple of days later. Um, yeah. They were caught a couple of days later. One of them um, is still doing life. The other had a, had a good attorney that convinced the jury that he didn't know that that was going to happen. You know, what, whatever though, you know, I've that, that, 
I used to think about what I would want to do to those people. And now it's just, you know, whatever. You yeah, know? that's what, I, that was going to be my next uh, question was, yeah, have you been able to like find forgiveness in your heart? Or I mean, how that would be so hard, man. I mean, yeah. And see, my my dad was killed that day also. Oh, so they killed your dad and shot you in the I didn't. Oh, my God, man. So, I mean. I don't know if, if I've found forgiveness for that. I, you know, I've, I rec, I, I recognize what, what happened. I'm, I'm dealing with, I'm in a wheelchair now. I'm a, I'm in a, a it's a different setting now. So, you know, I just move on the yeah, best I can. But like, I just, I can't even imagine like the, the, like the emotional toll that it takes on you. Um, just dealing with a spinal cord injury and being, you know, paralyzed, like newly paralyzed is hard enough, but my God, man, dealing with the death of your father as well. Like that must yeah, be and something see, else. And the thing about that, and, um, you know, I was still in, in the intensive care whenever he had the funeral, whenever he had his funeral. Oh my God. So it was, uh, so if anything, uh, you know, people talk about closure and stuff like that, you know, if anything, that, that's a little open, I guess, but you know, you do what you got to do. Yeah. So you said that, so like the guy that, that shot you both is doing life in prison now. Right. Oh man. Right. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Oh my God, man. I'm, I'm so sorry that, that that happened to you guys, man. I can't even, that's the most shocking. That's the most shocking story I've heard on this podcast. And I think this is like episode. Oh, 90, no. So man. Oh that, no. That is something else, Heath. Um, well, trying to you know try to shift gears here into into something more positive, man. Um, how long after? I, I guess um, were, so. I know you're a, an adaptive athlete now. Before your injury, were you playing a lot of sports and stuff in high school? Yeah, I, I did. I, I played football. You know, here in Texas, we were crazy about football. Right. Um, and you, you get to a certain age and if you're a certain size or whatever, you, you're just expected to play, which, and you just put, or not, you know, and it was a good time too. We, we, I, those are some of my greatest memories uh, playing high school football here in Texas. Um, I know you had Corey on. Um, he, he's from, I think, well, I know he's uh, DeSoto, which is yeah. a little West of here. He comes from a good football program too. Um, so, but, but I didn't, uh, but yeah, that's all I played, you know, in high school, but younger, I tried to play everything as, as long as I completed a season, I could sign up for whatever I wanted to. Um, you know, I couldn't sign up for something and then halfway in it decide that I don't like it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, things were different back then. I feel like, man, these kids today. Uh, have it a little easier than we did when we were kids playing you know parents wouldn't let you quit sports like that so right yeah now <laughs> yeah that yeah some people get away with quitting now I don't I don't understand it but yeah yeah, yeah. so wasn't when, to do that. yeah no doubt um so like how how long after your accident did you kind of um have the world of, of adaptive sports opened up to you and and you know what did you start with I mean did you get right into tennis or, or what what were you uh yeah like how, how did your your journey into adaptive sports start well it was it you know I didn't I didn't start playing tennis until about two years after I got hurt okay um but I wasn't serious about it then. Um, I'd, I'd bounce around with a bunch of nowhere jobs, you know, and then um, and then then had a decent job. So I just worked for the longest, you know. Within well, I, I had a horrible pressure sore build up on my hip, um, which didn't make any sense because we're talking about, you know. 13, 14 years after I've been hurt, you know, it doesn't, I didn't figure that stuff would happen to me, but, but whatever, it, it doesn't care, you know, so I got a pressure sore and I, and I had to quit work. So, and I, this was in probably 2014, 2015. So I, it was caught, it was, it was affecting my, my production at work, you know? Um, so I, I had to resign from a job I had and I, then I, 
I, I just happened to be clean. I was really straightening my house up and my, my tennis racket fell out from behind my couch. So I was like, all right, well, I'm, I'm not working right now and I need to focus some kind of energy on something, you know? Right. So uh, I started playing again. Um, from there, I, uh, I wanted to be the best athlete I could, not just tennis player. Um, because around here, it's just so hard to play, to, to find tennis lessons, to practice tennis. It's a lot easier for me to be an adaptive athlete than it is to be a, a wheelchair tennis player. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, okay. So, so I knew that I was limited with, with tennis lessons. So I was like, well, let's just become, you know, a better athlete. So I've, I ended up training with a, a quad rugby team Okay. and the coach, uh, you know, I told her I was wanting to find some training and stuff like that. And so she introduced me to um, a gentleman that owns APEC here. It's in Tyler, Texas. It's about 45 minutes, an hour west of me. Um, so I got I got in with them and they just opened their doors to me, you know. Um, and this is where Patrick Mahomes plays, AJ Minor, several big athletes here in Texas. That, this is where they train. Oh, wow. um, and they weren't, uh, one thing about them, the, their doors open to anybody with a disability, but it's not just open for veterans. You know, I, I'm not a veteran and I'm not a, you know, a younger, a younger athlete, you know, so things aren't, things are harder to get, you know, and I'm not complaining about anything, you know, I'm just saying it, it's easier for some people to get training and things like that than it is me, you know, but uh, this place opened their doors to me and we set out a plan and different workouts and stuff that I stuck with. And it, it finally come, finally come on along. Um, and then I, there's the, there's what's called a calf grant. So, so, so I was, I was now, now I have strength and conditioning and I have a little bit of tennis lessons. You know, I go hit with one other guy in a wheelchair around here and some able-bodied guys. Okay. So I was like, so the, the, the work that I was putting in at APEC and the strength and conditioning was, was making me a better tennis player. It wasn't helping my strokes, but I was faster and I wouldn't get tired. Um, and then from there, I, I got a, I, was fortunate enough to get a new tennis chair and um, get a get a good endorsement with Kenda tires and things like that. So um, it, it come along kind of quick, but I did. I worked hard for it. You know, I, I worked hard for it. Um, yeah. Um, so when did you, uh, I guess, start competing? Um, when did you get to a level that you wanted to start like competing against other other uh, adaptive athletes in tennis? I mean, is there like tennis tournaments? Like, how does that all work? Sure. Yeah, there's um, the there's USTA and then there's the USTA wheelchair. Okay. And there's sanctioned tournaments all over the United States. There's some in your area. Um, as far as tournaments that I'd go to, I, I kind of stick. Um, I've gone up to Kansas City and I've been to Nebraska. That's about as far north as I want to drive. I, I, so... I'd say within a within an eight hour driving distance, I'll go to. Um, fortunately, I've I've with a good tennis club that that helps me out with traveling to tournaments and things like that. Helps me out with hotel and fuel and things like that. Um, but so when I first started playing, like I say, two years after I got hurt, so this would have been like two thousand two, two thousand three. I went to a couple of tournaments then. Well, then, you know, I left the game for so long. And then when I come back in 2015, it was just a couple of months before I, I felt like I was, I could, I could compete in the entry level. And I did. So, um, so I won a few tournaments in the entry level. And then I, I moved up to the next level, which is B division. And that's the, the, the division that I play in now. Believe me, there's a lot, lot better other wheelchair tennis players than me. That, that I'm I'm an athletic guy that has a tennis racket. You know, there, there there's a lot of lot of Adam for for example. Uh, me and Adam played this past October in Dallas, and he got me. He's a good he's a good tennis player and a good athlete. That dude's just a gem of a person, really. Yeah. That 
that dude is just something else. I'll tell you, if um, if you ever get down, you go to Adam's page and, and look at what he's doing. He he will motivate a rock. You know, he he does all kind of stuff. Yeah, but um, he does, man. He's a good, good guy for sure. So then in the middle of, uh, you know, in the middle of, of, uh, of getting good and, um, you know, traveling and everything, I, I ended up getting another pressure sore on my sacrum. So I had, so I had to lay down and this was at, this was when I'm getting, when I'm getting stuff, when I'm getting help from different sponsors, things like that, that, there was no cash involved. There's no cash involved. What what happens is I get some money to to go play at a tournament, you know, that my hotels paid for my fuel, my food. I'm not, if I was, if I was playing wheelchair tennis for the money, I I would be, that's the wrong reason to play. You know, you you ain't making no big time money. You might, you might, you know, four or 500 at some tournaments, but for the most part, you're going out there just to play or I was anyways. Right. Um, so in the, in the middle of all this good happening, I got a pressure sore. Um, and then towards the end of the pressure sore, uh, you know, the world shut down COVID. So, so being injured, I was that we're 19 now. This is our, I've already been back on the, on tour or whatever for, you know, three or four years. So when 2019 comes around, I'm, I'm on the bench. I'm I'm in the bed because that's all all I can do, you know. So, um, so and how took, long how long were you laid up with the pressure sore then in 2019? And and I said 2000. It was really the 2000. It was really the end of 2018. Okay. So I would say November of 2018. All right. So so in the middle of everything, I get this pressure sore, and I'm like, "What the hell? I'm riding this cloud, pretty much. You know, I'm doing good, and then." And then I'm grounded. So, so, but to answer your question, man, it was, it was a long time, man. To say weeks, no, it's, or month, I, it was at least six or seven months. What would happen, man, I would lay down on my stomach for so long, then your back starts hurting, right? And if you're laid down watching TV, you got your hands like this, you're pushing up on your neck, everything starts hurting. So I was like, what are we doing? We're, 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 we're falling apart. Like this is like, you know, the, the year before a local news channel come interview, interviewed me at the gym I go to. And now I'm, now I'm bumped up late, you know, can't do anything, you know? So I get with a specialist in uh, Lubbock, which is six hours away. And they're cutting edge when it comes to pressure source stuff. I was dealing with, I was dealing with these local um, local wound clinics here where I live, and they're just using old methods of, of healing, just, just old ways. So I, I drove to Lubbock, and uh, we took pictures and lanced it, and, and they gave me some, a different, couple of different kinds of antibiotic gels that you mix up. And within about seven or eight months, I, I, was, I was back going. So, but now we're in 2020. Right. So I get get to where it's not completely healed, but I'm out of the I'm out of the bed. You know what I mean? And that's everything. I'm out of the bed. Um, And then as I get going, get it back going, then COVID comes along. So, yeah, I mean, I can't even imagine having to be in bed for like months at a time. Like, you, you know, you hear you think about, yeah, like you're just not working out for, for seven or eight months, you're going to be, that's going to put you behind, behind the eight ball big time, but let alone having to lay down every day and not, not be able to get up and even get any, you know, any bit of uh, work in that's, that's gotta be hard, man. And, and it, it was a lot of YouTube and I've, I've been working on getting my associate's degree. So it was a lot of laptop in front of me, you know, I'd, for for being down, I, I did what I had to do, you know. Right. But yeah, it sucked. I mean, I could I was only up long enough to do my morning routine and shower and everything, and then uh then back down, get up and eat dinner or whatever, and then back down. It just it was rough. And really, I, I was told about uh, this place in Lubbock for about 
four months, maybe. I knew about it for about four months before I drove over there. I should have just drove over there in the, as soon as I heard about it. Right. Because that, and, I, and I'm in a couple of spinal cord injury groups on Facebook, and I hate that, that people are dealing with pressure sores. Not, not only are people having to deal with pressure sores, it's just old, old methods of treatment and things like that. That's the biggest thing. Right. That's, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. Knock on wood, man. I've never, I've, I've been super careful all these years and I've never, never gotten one. I'm, I did not want one. So that's, uh, yeah. yeah, that's, that's tough, man. I couldn't even imagine me being stuck in bed for seven or eight months. That, that had to have been terrible. And, um, and see the, the first one I got was like 15 years after I got put in a chair. So I'd already, I felt like I was already, in, yeah, like an expert at this, you know? Right. Yeah, that that's uh that's an eye opener to me though for sure. So I'm <laughs> I appreciate you sharing that story, man. Um yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, I know that Adam uh and when we talk about Adam, we're talking about Adam Lucio um or Lucio, I, I forget how exactly he pronounces it, but uh you know, I know he had gone um temporarily to to uh one like maybe Oklahoma State or something on a on a tennis scholarship. And um, then they did away, or, or maybe he just walked. I don't know if they even gave scholarships for the wheelchair tennis team or not. But um, then they, he said they did away with the program at some point, and uh, so he he you know just started doing his own thing. But um, didn't I thought we had talked for a minute about maybe you had gotten we're, we're about to go uh, to 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 some university to to play tennis before COVID hit and then kind of that got pushed, pushed to the wayside. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I was, and you know, I text you a couple, a couple of weeks ago. So, you, you know, this, this conversation three or four weeks ago, or when we first started doing this, like my day would have been totally, totally different. It would have been, we could have talked about training and different stuff like that, you know, but yeah, to answer your question, I was, I was, on, the, on my way to University of Houston to play for their wheelchair tennis team. Um, and, but now COVID didn't necessarily stop that. COVID, COVID didn't necessarily stop that. There, there were, I had, I had to get my GPA up and I had to get my cumulative hours up. Okay. okay. So I'm doing all this prior to COVID. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm doing all this prior to COVID, getting my hours up, you know, and then and back out on the court playing, you know, getting ready physically for University of Houston. And I'm doing my schoolwork, too. Um, and then COVID again, it comes. And then I realized tennis doesn't really matter, man. That shit does not matter. Yeah. I, I put in all my energy to that, you know, and now a pandemic happens and you know, there's a few tournaments that are opening back up, but wheelchair tennis, that's going to be the last that opens up, you know, because it's it's thought that we're at a high risk for COVID. We may or may be, I don't know, you know, but but what I'm saying is I, I focus all this 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 energy into into doing this. And, and now, you know, it's, it's gone, like just like that, not because I stopped playing, not because I don't want to play but because of it's gone, you know, Something out of your control. Yeah. Right. So, and then, um, and I have a, a gorgeous girlfriend. I, I wasn't taking any pressure to the, to, okay, you're 40 years old. You're going to go be a collegiate tennis player. She was behind me. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, she was behind me. Um, within well, a, a buddy of mine had a position come available at his company, you know, it's a solid company that's going to be around forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I had, had a good feeling that if I put a resume in that I would be able to, to get it. And I'd, I'd like to say that I, that I thought about, that I thought about it for a while and I prayed about it and all this other stuff, but I didn't, I seen the position come available and I, I emailed my resume within an hour and then it was the next week that I, that I got an interview and that's all I needed. I just needed to come inside, yeah. see what it looks like. You know, I knew I'd be able to get the rest. 
so so yeah yeah i was all set to go but man i'm 40 yeah i'll be 41 in september you know it, it's just I, I don't know how to explain it i i i still have a an application at the university of houston and i'm going to i'm going to to send it at the end of this semester when I have my GPA and my hours up. Yeah. And if I made it, I made it. I don't, I don't have to go down there and take it. I, I don't, I mean, right. you know, I don't, it's just tennis and I'm in East Texas. It's gorgeous here. We have pine trees, okay. everything, everything is gorgeous. I can put you on a, a, a buck or a catfish or a bass. But when it comes to playing tennis or, or it's just not, it's just not big here. Yeah. So I was, I was driving to all, you know, I was driving 45 minutes this way to practice an hour this way to practice, you know, come on, you, you can't, you can't do that. You can't. And, and it was just, so like, so that was a lot of energy being put in there. And then, like I say, some things that I couldn't help pressure sores, COVID, whatever it's, it was just gone like that. So, I just yeah, kind of not like it's not you know it's still something you can do for fun or that play other enter some tournaments here and there practice when you can you know it's not not like yeah like you said it's not the end you know it's not really the end all be all you don't have to you, you know you can still live life and uh, you don't have to you don't have absolutely to be a slave to it you know we did a um, like an exhibition at, at Southern Methodist University and we got to play with some of the the top rate collegiate players, man, I had a blast. There was nothing on the line. I didn't have to, I, I just had a blast. You know, there was nothing, there was no going on to the next round, trying to stay to the next day. Right. I had, had a funner time doing that and just relaxing, you know. That, that's, that's very cool, man. Um, I wanted to know, um, as far as the APEC adaptive uh that that I guess I'm not sure what APEC stands for, but um, what you know what what kind of work are they doing? Kind of in the in the disability community, are they working with like everybody, like mainly spinal cord injury patients? Like um, you know, talk about them a little bit. I I saw on your Instagram that that you had had been had done had worked out there quite a bit and like kind of been been in with them them at some of their fundraisers and things like that. It looked like yeah yeah they're. So, uh, like I mentioned before, so Patrick Mahomes, he's from White Oak here in East Texas. So he trains at this gym. AJ Minor trains at this gym. Several professional athletes train at this gym. Okay. So it, it's state of the art. So from the way the the way I got hooked up with them, I was looking for somewhere to train, and they were looking for someone like me to train. Right. Yeah. Um, so whenever, whenever I got there, they had something in mind. I had something in mind. Neither one of us were right. <laughs> we, we, we had to, you know, they had to bend. I had to bend. So I was like the, the, the Guinea pig for, for the adaptive to get in there. You know, they were already doing it. They'd already raised money for the training and everything. They, they needed a, an athlete. So now to, to, go, to answer your question, yes, spinal cord injuries, uh, spina bifida, there's several amputees that train there. Um, Ryan is one of my friends. Um, she's a, a junior. She's a, I think she's a triple amputee, right? So she, from elbow down on one arm, I think, mid mid forearm on the other arm and then one of her legs or maybe both of her legs i don't know she's amazing man i don't even notice that stuff yeah. when i give her five it's a little harder because it's with a carbon fiber leg or a carbon fiber arm you know but uh so she works out there um another guy named william he's a now now ron's not an amputee she was born that way and oh. same with with, I, I see somebody without a limb, I, I automatically go to amputee and it, you know, I'm just a ding dong. Right. Yeah. But, we uh, never know. Right. It's, it's, right. You know, yeah. Cause there's, there's all kinds of conditions. So there's another uh, young kid, William, 
um, he has some kind of condition um, on his hands and on his calves. So he has these carbon fiber legs. He trains there. There's And then there's a couple other below-the-knee amputees that train there. Um, there's a couple of, yeah, just any kind of, they, they welcome you. They, they, they welcome any kind of training. Um, what, what I worked on with them was cool, a lot of core stuff, balance, stuff like that, and diet. I, I always thought I ate good. I just didn't eat bad. And sometimes that's not good enough, if that All makes right. sense. I sound like a freaking book or something. But yeah, sometimes, sometimes just not eating, not eating, eating bad, that's not good enough. So, but anyways, um, I ended up seeing some rips and some curves that, that come up that I hadn't seen in a while. They were able to help me develop, you know, my top four abs and show me different workouts. And I pull the sled and I do 50 yard dashes and I throw up and man, it's all well, kinds of look, stuff. Yeah. It looks like they did their job, bro. You look yoked in the, in the video here. So you're uh, something's working there. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. That, that I owe that to them. I, I just show up. They tell me what to do, man. Even as a, as a kid and in high school, I have so much fun at practice and, and training that, and you don't have to, you don't have to talk me into doing that, you know? Right. And that's what I was like, like this interview or, or this conversation, like I'm like, I'm some person, like, it's not an interview. This is a conversation, but like this four weeks ago would have been totally different. Now, now I sit behind a desk and I get permits from the County and I, I put together work orders and stuff like that. So I, so I had, so that that's, that's taken some getting used to, you know? So before, so four weeks ago, it was just nonstop training, just working out and uh, working on tennis. Well, I, I wouldn't say nonstop, but it was as much as I could. Right. Um, between going to the gym with my girlfriend, practicing when I could. We also, um, I have a hand cycle and she rides, she rides a normal bike and, and uh, you know, we ride all the time. So there, there, there's always something going on. And I'm going to try that as for as long as I can, but man, I got up this morning with full plans to go to the gym and man, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, you know? So I, I'm still getting, I feel like I'm still getting used to being behind a desk all day. And it, it may not be as physically tiring as what I used to do, but just using your head all day, it, 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 it transfers from here to, to here and you get tired, you get wore out, you know? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely, man. Um, you know, I'm, th I'm trying to think here. I, I wanted to, I did want to ask you one other question. Um, just, I guess about, there's two questions actually. One was what, what's your favorite adaptive sport that you've tried over the years? Um, I th okay. So the, the favorite that I've tried, it would, it would have to be tennis. Um, yeah. To, to go out there when you're strapped in your chair, when you're in your cambers way out and you're, you're, you're confident out there and to, to, to hit a ball the way it's supposed to be done. It's, it's great to, to line up just right and to position yourself just right and hit a ball. It's, it's better when it, when it scores, but even if it doesn't, it feels good to hit that shot. And it, it looks, it looks really good. I can't, that, that, I can't always do it. I, I can't always play to the best of my abilities or as plays as good as I want to believe me when I say there's a lot better wheelchair tennis players than myself. Right. Um, but it, the favorite that I've tried, it'd, it'd be tennis. Now with saying that I, I haven't tried a whole lot. I've tried basketball. Um, now they have wheelchair football. Um, oh, wow. And it, and there's wheelchair softball, but I, I haven't tried any of that, but um I'd like to do the skiing. That, that skiing looks pretty good, right? That looks pretty fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, that looks pretty crazy. I, I don't know if you heard the interview I did uh, a couple of weeks ago um, with Michael Murphy. He just wrote, wrote, written a book, and he yeah, he's trying to yeah, he's trying to be on the the Paralympic uh, Paralympic team for for downhill skiing. And I'm just like, man, like that. 
that has to be, you have to have some nerve, man, to just kind of throw yourself down a hill, you know, like, but I think it would probably be super fun too. Yeah. He's in good shape too. I, I didn't, I didn't realize that was, I, I caught some of it. I was in and out. Um, yeah. I didn't realize that was a sport. I knew he was an athlete. I, I knew he was a in shape guy. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's all I've tried. You know, I, I would like to try some other things, that's you know, cool. That's cool. And, you know, the other thing I wanted to ask you before I get to like my last couple little questions, I always ask everybody in our, in our position, um, you know, how do you, so you and your, your father were both shot when you were 18. Like what, what are your thoughts? You know, like some people are like anti-gun after things like that. Some people are, you know, like, no, I wish I would have had my gun on me. So I could have, could have uh, protected ourselves or whatever. I mean, what, what are your feelings on, on like the gun laws around? And so where I live, you, you hunt and fish and there's guns around, you know, there's, there's always guns around there. There's just, they're just there, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's, uh, I, I don't, I definitely, I don't have a problem with being around them. A lot of my friends and I, we shoot ski and stuff like that. Most people in Texas, it's open carry here now. There's a lot of people that have guns on their hips now. Most everybody has a gun in their vehicle. I don't, I don't really have a problem with it. Now, with that being said, I'm not going to just go to a shooting event with someone I don't know, you know, or, or go be around. But I'm not really going to be around people I don't know anyways, right? But, uh, right. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with with uh responsible gunning i guess you know yeah yeah i don't have a problem with that i gotcha um yeah man god damn i i'm still just like blown away by your story heath you're uh you're you're a savage man for overcoming all, all the stuff that you've been through um you know what what uh kind of follow up or just to finish up here you know how do you have you found anything over the years, like health wise, you know, diet wise, whatever the case may be that um, you've found super helpful. That's kind of outside the box that you could pass on to other people in our situation that maybe haven't found that yet or you know, man, off the top of your head. Yeah. 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 So it's just two things. One of them would be probiotics, gummies or capsules. It doesn't matter. One of them is probiotics. Okay. The, the second thing would have to be some kind of good, like I do an enema. That's, that's how I handle business. And it, and I don't, I don't worry about accidents. And that's a big deal with the spinal cord injuries. Yeah. Being able to, you know, confidently go somewhere and, and not have a, so for years I didn't, for years I was compacted and it made me just a, it made me a shitty person because I was, I was compacted. I didn't know why I was upset, you know? So with me, it would be an enema and probiotics, man. That's what I want to share with people. Yeah. How, uh, <laughs> yeah. How often do you do enemas? I, I like do one every morning. Every yeah. morning. Right. Yeah. On. With, with tap water. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's uh. That yeah. That's. I mean. That's a good. Like. Yeah. The bowel issues with with people and with spinal cord injuries are, are real. So, that's a. That's some definitely some good advice, man. Uh, and probiotics. So, I I agree on the probiotic. As well. Yeah. You can you can get the cheap ones or you can get the expensive ones. To me, they're all the same. So I don't. I'm not gonna buy the top notch anything really. Right. But, uh, uh, to me, they're everything. I, now. Now again, I'm a T11, so that I'm a, I understand that I'm a lower injury than some. So I, I can't say it'll work for everybody, but I think it will work for lower injury people. You know, mm -hmm. um, but I, you know, it's a it's a fine line when you start telling people what they need to do with themselves. You know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. no, we're just yeah, just trying to throw ideas out there for people to to get you know to go look into. So. Sure. Well, hey, Heath, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. We're able, finally able to get this uh, put together and, and uh, you know, appreciate your openness and, and telling your story to us. Um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, thank you so much, my friend.
Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. You had a pretty good lineup. When when I when I first messaged you and said cool podcast, you you asked me to be on, and I was like, I was like, what kind of ding dong comes on a podcast to talk about itself? So then I looked at your IG page, and I was like, oh. There's all kinds of cool people on here. Yeah, so. man. It, I feel like everybody's got a got an incredible story, man. And, and somebody's got to tell it, you know, like if, I, if mine's the platform for people to be able to tell it, like I just want, you know, want people to know how incredible that the folks dealing with this injury are, man. Just, you know, you see us and, you know, maybe they, they'll see us in a different light uh, and, you know, know that, that we're, uh, we're pretty incredible too. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, man. Well, uh, yeah, we'll do this again sometime, bro. And uh, I appreciate you, man, coming on. This was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Have a good day. I'll see you soon. All right, Heath. All right. That was Heath Wynn. And yeah, I'm, I still, man, I'm in awe of, of that guy just being able to overcome what he's, the struggles that he's had uh, in life, just uh, from the injury and and the situation with his dad and all that. And I'm not telling you, Brandon, you can go listen to it. Yeah, and, I want to uh, hear, man. Yeah, I don't so. want to give it away. But, um, yeah, he is a, is a rock star for sure. Um, but, yeah, so, Brandon, I have a chance. It should be here today. I got an AeroFit, which is a company that makes That's this right. breathing device. I, they, they're sending me one to, to try out and uh, see what I think. They're going to get me on a breathing plan, all kinds of stuff. So by the time, hopefully by the time this uh, podcast comes out next week, I'll have a full review of it. But I'm super excited because they... What does it do? So it like builds your diaphragm up, which is a big mm-hmm. problem for people with spinal cord injuries anyway. Especially, you know, I had uh, pneumonia so bad a few years ago. I mean, I almost freaking died. So anything I can do to like boost my lungs yeah. is... is super important and you know it goes for everybody in the situation um regardless if you had pneumonia or not but uh I, i'm yeah i'm really excited and it started out i guess they, like professional athletes and olympic athletes use this thing and it helps with their breathing and um hmm. yeah I, I had a I had a zoom call with the guy um so it the, helps with endurance and stuff like that yeah but it, like it you know, it, in the advertisement says it helps you like lose weight, helps with circulation, helps with all these different things that are, are you know super important to people dealing with paralysis. So I'm, oh, I'm looking yeah, forward to hearing more. I'm really more excited. About it's gonna that. it's gonna be here yeah. today. So we'll uh, we'll get get that get that cracking and uh, give you guys a full full review on the on the next Maybe episode. Maybe that with some uh, cocoon water. Yeah, man, get the get the oxygen boosted through the roof. Let's Boom. go. So, yeah. Elevated levels. Yep, yep. So yeah, it's a, yeah. You should we, check that we out. Get it's, an oxygen um, monitor on you. Yeah, that would be cool. I have one actually. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my oxygen stays pretty high, but yeah. what, like ninety eight percent? Yeah, something like that. Maybe you can get to ninety nine. Maybe maybe I can get to a hundred. Ooh, never been a hundred, <laughs> man. Um. Yeah, I think so. I think it's AIROfit.com. You can go check that. that AIRO? I believe it's Not AI. Like A-E-R-O, like no, you I don't think like it's AERO. Yeah, I don't think it's AERO. Well, I don't I'll like double this, check. I think, man. So yeah, let's not talk check. about hey, that until. Why don't you, you know. look that up real quick on your phone? Where's it? Yeah. Uh, who's supposed to be our guy that checks on this stuff? I know. Where's our. Yeah, what's the. Who did we decide was our Matt, little, we're going to have Matt. Matty D, check our stats right here. We need you. <laughs> but, yeah, so this – yeah, and the product, the guy was telling uh, – this guy, Sean, that who's like the U.S. Uh, – the, the product's from yeah. Copenhagen. AeroFit. A-I-R-O. Ooh. Dang, this thing looks serious, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, it's legit, man. Um, he gave, got you the pro? Yep. Yeah, he sent it out. He sent it out on Monday. So yeah, I'm gonna gonna have a full review on that bad boy. Let everybody know what time it is. Dude, I want one of these. I know. He said that. So the guy that um, like basically brought it to market, um, he was an opera singer or something, and was able to start using it, and it like built his diaphragm up so he could get to like a another octave or whatever. I don't know anything about singing, obviously, but um, and then he 
was so impressive that he gave it to his kids who were swimmer, like competitive swimmers. And they uh, like, yeah, this would be great for any yeah, athlete, especially the ones that are doing endurance stuff. Right, and they like, I guess his kids had like huge gains in the in the swimming world. Yeah, I mean, having not coming up for air for longer is gonna certainly help. Right. So anyway, yeah. So we'll we'll let you know what we think about that on the next episode too. And yeah, thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, we will be back next week. 